You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everybody, it's Erin Carey. Welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. Today, I'm sitting down with my friend, Amber Satterfield. I've had her on the show before and it was an amazing episode. I'll give you a brief rundown on her background just in case you missed it before. But after almost two decades of struggling with her health, after being diagnosed with Crohn's disease, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, and cancer, Amber found healing through functional medicine. She is now a functional medicine and nutritional consultant, author, and health advocate. And she has been symptom-free and free of medication since 2015. She recently finished her studies at the School of Applied Functional Medicine, which is where we met. And so Amber, I'm excited to have you back on the show. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is going to be good. This is going to be a little bit of a different format for listeners because I think this is just going to be getting real. And I, Amber and I just finished this very, I would call it a grueling two-year process (laughs) with SAFM and we've learned a lot. So I kind of wanted to pick Amber's brain of what she learned and maybe piggyback off of her thoughts. And so we're just going to take it away. So Amber, First things first, what would you say is like your top takeaway of what you've learned? Well, I'll give you three, but number one thing you've learned from studying functional medicine these last few years. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, I, I I think rigorous is, is a, is a very Mm -hmm. (laughs) accurate Mm -hmm. description. Um, I look back and, and think of myself, you know, two and a half years ago and the growth that I have made is insurmountable at this point. Um, and so it, it was hard, you know, it's hard to think of what are the top even three. I mean, I could go on and say the top 20 things that I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest one was, and you know, and I think in my own healing journey, I knew this, but I think my biggest one was really seeing how gut health is truly connected to our our total and overall health, um, and seeing it on a scientific level. I mean, I, you know, having been diagnosed with Crohn's back in 2008, I knew that, you know, gut issues were kind of the foundation of a lot of, you know, mental health issues and and mood disorders that I had. And and also the development of, of further, you know, my, my other autoimmune, but just seeing the scientific backing of everything that I kind of felt and everything that I, I had vaguely learned through working with a functional medicine practitioner back in the day. Um, it was, it was just eye opening, and it was so validating to see how a lot of what was going on in my own body and my clients' bodies, how it really does begin in the gut for, for most, for most of the things. So that was, that's probably my biggest takeaway for sure. You know, and it's interesting that you, with your personal experience of going through, I mean, that's a lot of heavy duty diagnoses that you were diagnosed with. And you said yeah. starting was a, Crohn's the first one in 2008. Yes. So I was 22 when that was, yeah. When that diagnosis. Okay. So, yeah. and, and we're seeing this, you and I both with clients we work with, we are seeing all sorts of things for people at yeah, very young, what we would consider to be very young ages and yeah. illnesses that previously were happening to people over 50 happening yeah. younger and younger, but it's one thing to experience this for yourself and kind of 
work through it with your own functional medicine person and kind of do your own experimentation on yourself. It's a whole other thing to see it in a school setting, to see it, like you said, the studies, the research articles, because I know probably true for you. I've had many practitioners over the years say, well, that's just junk science, or that's not really proven, or especially in regards to like, take one example, right? Gluten and gut health. We could talk about that because for so many years I heard, well, that doesn't really make a difference. Or even just the fact that nutrition doesn't make a difference at all. And now that I have gone through the research and now that even we were trained more in how to do the research and how to read the research, it is all over the place. There is, if you are denying it, either you don't know, or you don't want to know is how I feel. Yeah. Well, and I, I feel too, it's, it's interesting that you say that too, that, that not only is the science there, but the, the physical experience, if people are aware of like what's going on in their body and like, I've had clients and even in my, my own experience, you know, you start shifting their diet, you start shifting them away from gluten and inflammatory foods. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I feel better. You know, it's like, you know, like magic, but it's, it's, it's not, I mean, there is a science, you know, behind the fact that our body needs to, you know, not be poisoned with, with all of these inflammatory foods like gluten and to have the ability without the inflammation to have the ability to be able to, uh, what does Tracy say to, um, uh, digest and absorb, you know, the nutrients that we're actually eating, you know, we are actually what we eat. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Cause even in my own health, I start noticing that if my diet gets off, uh, there's, it's a cascade of, uh, of effects that starts happening. And in my, you know, and so working with people, it's interesting how you bring that, that same awareness of, okay, I want you to be aware. I want you to maybe keep a food diary of like how you're feeling after you have this one food and, and not just physical, but emotional and mental, how are you feeling after this? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like this light bulb goes off in people's heads of, oh my gosh, what I am eating actually does matter. What's going <laughs> into my intestines actually does matter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. And in our training, we talk a lot about the upstream and downstream effects of things and food. What is it that they say? Um, tra- and we'll refer to Tracy a lot, probably in this episode, Tracy is the main trainer at school. She's the founder, right. Of school of applied yes. functional medicine. And her thing is that we can trace just about every single, every chronic disease to crap food, stress, and toxins. And some of those things, like I could argue that crap food is also a stress and a toxin, right? There's a lot of overlap, but upstream from everything that we're dealing with, there is a trigger. There are triggers. And so many of us are encountering these triggers on the daily. And at some point the body goes, nope. And typically it does start with the gut back to what you were saying. It's, it starts with gut health. It starts with intestinal permeability and overgrowths. And have you dug into gut testing? And I know you are in New York and so it's different for where you are. Yes. So I, so I work with people all over the world. So I, yes. So I, I've become kind of a geek when it comes to like GI mapping. I, (laughs) it's, it, I kind of, I started doing it probably about a year and a half ago, I think was when I, 
when I looked at my first, but now it's like, you know, anybody that comes in because I specialize in gut health and autoimmune, I, I literally, you know, I don't need obviously the testing, but I nerd out when I get it, you know, when I, when I'm allowed that privilege of being able to see Mm -hmm. what's actually going on, because it's so fascinating how, you know, these are things that, that we're not taught how, you know, Mm -hmm. there are certain bacteria in the gut that can actually cause, um, asthma that can actually cause histamine, you know, um, producing, um, bacteria, um, some that can actually literally cause, uh, digestive dysfunction, you know? So if you're having constipation, it could be because of your gut bacteria. And all of that is comprised based on back to the foundations, stress, you know, toxins and crap food. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's fascinating once you start clearing all of that out and start, you know, yes, with the testing, you know, seeing actually what's going on and targeting the care and targeting on where to balance how things just, you know, start to heal and you symptoms Mm -hmm. that you don't think are, are related, like inflammation of the joints, like RA, you know, you don't think Mm -hmm. that the gut is related to Hashimoto's, you know, your thyroid, you don't think that it's related to heart disease. You don't think that it's related to, um, joint pains or, you know, the headaches that you're getting or the snuffy, the stuffy nose, the runny nose that you're having all the time. Like people don't realize Mm -hmm. that a lot of that begins in how your, your gut microbiome is. Yep. Yeah. And, and the GI mapping itself. So I purchased the advanced, this was oh, months ago, the advanced gut course through our program. Cause I was like, I just want more. Uh, I just need more. I need more of a deep dive. And so yeah. I'm also, I just guinea pigged myself as I call it. I'm doing the GI effects test, which nice. it seems to be more extensive, but GI map, just GI map. Like I've started implementing that more and I will say what I found to be fascinating back to your point is that I had a client who was struggling with inflammation, could not figure out what to do diet wise, supplement wise. It's like, okay, let's just test, let's test. And this person has lost weight that she has not been able to lose. And it, it had to do with the gut <laughs> it had to do with what was being stressful at the gut level, which, you know, you and me both, we, we see a lot of people probably that are like, let's just, I just want weight loss. I just want weight loss. Yeah. Your weight yeah. is telling a story. If you are storing weight, there's usually a reason for it. And a lot of times it is rooted back to gut health. So I just thought that was fascinating as a recent example of using the GI map to sometimes it does feel a little bit like fortune telling, right? Like, well, this could be saying this, but it, <laughs> when it, when it's spot on and when you can address certain things with maybe different supplements or food change-ups or whatever it is, it's helpful. I think for a lot of people, it is helpful to see that evidence. So yes, I I love, I love the gut tests as well. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, and I mean, I know we could talk about this for, you know, for hours about, you know, even just weight loss, but I, I Mm -hmm. have that same thing. I have, you know, clients that come to me and they, they're, they're not feeling well, they have Hashimoto's or they, you know, things that aren't related to the gut. We test the gut. And I mean, I've got, you know, one in particular that I'm thinking of, you know, she lost 30 pounds in six months of working with me and she literally didn't have to exercise. She didn't have to count calories. She didn't have to, we healed her gut. That was, that was it. And so, you know, it's funny because she, she looks back now and laughs. She goes, I, I am someone I never thought I would be, you know, like, you know, she journals now and she manages her stress now. And, you know, all the, all of these things, cause stress can impact the gut as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of these things, you take care of that gut and, and, you know, the body holds on to weight because it doesn't feel safe 
to let it go either, exactly. either because of, you know, emotional things or toxins. I mean, that's what it's built to, to be is to store toxins away from our organs to keep our organs from being damaged. And so it's amazing once you start healing and taking away those toxins and healing the gut, the body will naturally go back to its, its homeostasis that it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And, and back to what you said, did you say it was six months working with her? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six months. Well, I think a common complaint I hear is that people want it, you know, instantly they mm. want the weight loss. They want that, but you've got to dig into what is yeah. driving it. I'd love to know your second big takeaway with this program. What, what would you say is number two that, that you've learned through your study of functional medicine? Yeah. So, you know, and so because of my own health history, I, I really have, you know, I, I had, I had gone to school to study nutrition at, uh, IIN before, you know, ever, ever coming to, um, SAFM. And I, you know, my main focus was how do I help people like me? And I, I think that that's always kind of, a, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's always something that we always try, you know, try to do and strive to do when we, when we branch out, you know, it's because we all have a reason behind why we're helping people. And I think for me, I know that it was so difficult and it was so scary and it was so overwhelming to get not only one autoimmune disease diagnosis, but to have multiple and, you know, and, and conventional medicine, unfortunately, you know, the majority of the doctors out there, they don't, they don't really educate on this and they, they, they use words like your body is broken or your immune system is broken. And I, I remember back in the day of having that going in my head, circling over and over and over that I'm just broken, that I, I can't be healed, that this is incurable and that I'm always going to be sick. And talk about like, you know, talk about, we can, we could go into, you know, how the cells listen to the thoughts that our bodies have, but Mm -hmm. talk about it just being, you know, what do I have to live for? If this is how I have to live the rest of my life is suffering. And so, you know, so the biggest, the second biggest then is outside of gut health was really learning about the foundations of what an autoimmune disease actually is, because they are very complex and they, you know, they're, they're, they're very systemic in the body. So, you know, as we, as we talked about earlier about how with even just gut health, how it can impact the thyroid, how can it, how it can impact, you know, our, our brain and our joints and all those things, but learning the foundation of how autoimmune diseases actually happen in the body, how they're developed in the body and the, the legs of the stool that have to be in place for the perfect storm to set off an autoimmune disease dynamic. That to me was fascinating. Um, and we can go into obviously details about that if, if you want, um, But yeah, that was, that was huge for me because it was, you know, not only, not only for myself, but for my clients, it was like, whoa, light bulb. I, you know, I know exactly where to go to start getting you rapid results, you know, going back to that rapid results, you know? Um, So I think that was, that was so important to learn. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think to your point of what you were saying about how you went into it because you want to help people like you. I mean, I feel the same way from a mental health standpoint to where, you know, we have all of these mental health diagnoses and all these names for things. And 
most of those are actually just based on a set of symptoms. There is no test. There's no lab test to say that you're depressed. I mean, sure. We can test for vitamin D, right? There's no lab test to say that you have bipolar disorder. Nobody, they don't even scan the brain. Dr. Daniel Amen is one of the psychiatrists that will say that he's like, psychiatry is the only field of medicine where we're not actually looking at the organ that we treat. We're not looking at the brain. We're not doing brain scans. And I do think some of that, like Dr. Amen, Amen clinics, they're doing that more and more and neurofeedback is available and options like that. But for the most part, when it comes to mental health, it's like, well, here's your cluster of symptoms and here's your diagnosis and autoimmune disease is way tricky because it's like, you've got a cluster of symptoms, but we don't actually, a lot of times don't have a name for the diagnosis and yeah. the labs might look fine. And the lab, everything might look quote normal. I get that a lot in, with yeah. my clients. And yeah. I hear a lot of people saying, I don't feel normal, but my doctor says everything looks fine. And one thing that's been really helpful for me is I have that book. It's the, um, oh my goodness. It's like, yeah. Blood chemistry and CBC analysis from a functional medicine perspective. It's like, it's like right behind me. So I twisted to look at it. Um, but yeah, that's been helpful to look at taking the reference range, narrowing it and being yeah. able to piece apart things that often gets missed because there are yeah. so many, I mean, we can look at you and I can look at somebody's lab work and go, wow, they've got lower alkaline phosphatase they're, they're probably zinc deficient. Like I can't say that, you know, for sure, but it's likely that this mm -hmm. is happening. Or if somebody has an MCV mean corpuscular volume over 90, that looks norm quote normal in the reference range. But we look at that and go, Hmm, what's going on with B vitamins? Are they absorbing their v B vitamins? So I, I think that there are so many things that get missed with autoimmune disease. There are so many things that get missed with mental health. If we would just run some labs for people, just basic like CBC, CMP, beyond the gut health stuff. Beyond, I mean, just the basic of the basic full thyroid panel. Everybody's just looking at TSH, but there are so many other things that we can look at that could really, for me, it's like, how can we catch these things before they turn into a diagnosis before it turns into something else? There have been yeah. things in my own health history that have been missed over and over and over again. Even when I went last year, I just got some regular labs done from more of a holistic minded practitioner, but wouldn't, you know, my MCB was over 90 and they're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Like that's not, and you're like, fine. No, it's not. <laughs> I think I'm having an issue with folate and B12. And I know I've got issues with B6. I can, I can tell you that symptomatically. And that's the other thing along with what you're saying. I find it interesting that we can tell a lot of things based on somebody's symptoms, yeah. symptoms tell a huge story. Yeah. And so if you are going to a practitioner and you've got these symptoms and they're like, oh gosh, well, well, let's run some labs. Oh, your labs are normal. I guess you're fine. Maybe you just need to sleep more. Maybe you need to manage your stress. Maybe go on a diet and, you know, eat less exercise more. No, no, go see one of us, <laughs> go see a functional medicine practitioner who has been trained to look at symptoms and look at what deficiencies they represent. Cause that's happened to me over and over again, that I'm talking yep. to somebody. I'm like, gosh, this makes me wonder about your B12. This makes me wonder about this or your digestive capability. And then we, I look at their labs and I'm like, well, wouldn't you know it? Right. Yeah. So oh that's kind of, that's not the exact, it's kind of similar to what you were saying, but um, in that same vein of foundations of autoimmune disease, foundations of any disease, there is an imbalance at play. Yeah. 
Yeah. And well, it's, it's so fascinating that you, that you mentioned labs because I, so you may laugh at this. So I'm actually, I know we had talked kind of early on that I'm, that I'm writing about my, my health journey. Mm -hmm. And it's so fascinating because I actually had gone through, and this took a lot of, honestly, a lot of courage in myself to go back and look at some of my old labs, because I almost wanted my head in the sand. I didn't want to know what what I was looking at because I had been told all of my labs look normal. And I had, you know, I had suffered for years before they finally, you know, gave me my diagnosis. And that diagnosis came from an emergency surgery because my intestines had completely closed off. Mm. And, you know, and so it was interesting though, because two weeks prior to me having my, my emergency surgery, I was in the ER. And so I had, requested back then I had requested all of my labs to be returned to me. And I went through and I looked at them this, you know, I I think this was maybe four months ago, five months ago. And I literally got so angry because I started seeing it in a totally different lens. And, you know, and it's, and it's, it's, it's interesting because like you just said, like, people are waiting around and doing all these testing, waiting for a diagnosis when the symptoms itself, like, why are you waiting for a diagnosis? First off, (laughs) if you're having these symptoms, then, then start dealing with the symptoms and, and not like a pill for an ill type of way, but start looking at what's at the root. Why are you feeling this way? Don't let it get to the point to where you have that perfect storm to where then all of a sudden it is a full-blown autoimmune and your, your immune system has gone hypervigilant, you know, and you, like you said, labs, simple labs can, can show those signs. If you know what you're looking for, if you, not just that you're going through and looking at what's high and what's low, but are you suboptimal? You know, mm, is mm-hmm. like, are, you know, what are the puzzle piecing? How are they all correlating and interconnected together? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating to, to go back now and see, uh, like, oh my gosh. And I actually, I'm putting it in my book is why I brought it up. I'm putting it in my book. And I, I made a note for any of my functional medicine practitioner friends, your jaws are going to drop because I looked at that. Just like I said, I was infuriated mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm at the ER and they literally let me go home with a prefaced prescription and said, see you later. You look fine. And two weeks later, or well, it was less than two weeks later, I'm in the the emergency room having emergency surgery. So, you know, it's, I wasn't fine. (laughs) Oh, and this is happening to people all the time, all the time. time. And you see it, I see it. And you mentioned something, and I think that that's important for people to hear as well, especially some, the listeners who are more, maybe have been trained like in a traditional medical world where the, the language that we use to describe lab ranges is important saying things like suboptimal because right. So vitamin D like thinking about the standard vitamin D range over 30, they're like, okay, yeah, you're fine. You're over 30. If my vitamin D is 33, I would consider that suboptimal. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh, like, and, and, and I will, I I'm using that example. Cause I, the last time I had vitamin D tested and this was oh forever ago, I probably need to test it again. It was 33. And this is mm-hmm. after I was supplementing and I'm in the sun. I just, I know I have a receptor issue and this even with magnesium, you know, I just, there's something yeah. going on in my body. My body doesn't absorb vitamin D. And for me, that's a red flag, right? It's suboptimal. I would love for my vitamin D levels to get to 50. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I think the wording is important that just because something is in the range doesn't mean that it's optimal. 
Well, and to your point, I mean, even talking about vitamin D, I mean, vitamin D is when you're actually having the, the serum level checked, it's indicative of whether you have inflammation in the body because the body mm-hmm. will take the, the tested, the, the actual, the tested form is, is not necessarily the usable form of the vitamin D. So the less of the tested form that you have, the more your body is trying to convert it to a usable form to combat inflammation. And so it's, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many factors that could play a role of, like you just said, we don't, we don't want, you know, you to be, we don't want to just look to see if you're low, like if you're at 33, we need to, you know, figure out why, why, mm-hmm. why, why are you, you know? And so, yeah, so that even goes back to, you know, the foundations of, of any type of disease, you know, these signs, all of these signs are there prior to, and, you know, disease does not just come out of nowhere, especially, you know, when it comes to, you know, actual diagnosable diseases, they don't just come out of nowhere. They've been simmering in the body for long before, mm-hmm you've ever been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, it's, it always drives me crazy when I hear and I, and I've heard clients be upset with that before too. Like, well, all of a sudden I have this diagnosis. Why weren't they letting me know before my labs were trending upward or downward or whichever direction? Like, why wasn't I prepped on this? What could I have done? Because yeah. there are some things that we can do. And a lot of it comes back to stress. Like for me, I think I've got an overall absorption issue (laughs) and it has to do with stress. It has to do with negative self-talk. It has to do with what I'm allowing in my head to back to what you were saying about the, you know, all your thoughts are information for yourselves. And then the trauma piece, right? Like I talk about trauma as too much to the extent like that. I talk about perimenopause on this show. (laughs) It's like trauma (laughs) and perimenopause is like the hot topic of 2023, but really like trauma factors into how our body does anything and how our body is willing to function. And I think that that's important. So let's, because I think we're kind of segueing into it. What's your third takeaway? Yeah. Well, I, I, so I just want to just kind of piggyback actually what you said, because I, I, that's something that I have been noticing so much, even in my own self over the last like two years, even of how stress and trauma. Cause I've been having, you know, we, we all have trauma. Like we can, we could talk about trauma for <laughs> another, mm-hmm. we can make it another, another podcast of, <laughs> of all, all that we're doing to, to go through and heal. And, and we all, we all go through things in our life that sometimes we weren't best uh, prepared to uh, work through it. And sometimes it holds onto the body and sometimes it can cause actual nervous system dysregulation in the body, which to your point is a physical stress. And I know that it's something that I've been dealing with lately too, of like, you know, it doesn't matter how well I'm eating. It doesn't matter how, how well I'm, you know, taking care of myself. If I am not able to calm my nervous system back down, then there's no chance that I'm absorbing and, and actually being able to have an abundance of nutrients that my body needs, because it's going to mm-hmm. use it to help manage the stress that I'm constantly in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's fascinating. I think we, I think we have a lot in common on that, mm-hmm. on that regard. Um, but okay. So yeah, to the last point, I think, you know, I think the biggest one, and we've, we've touched points on this so much, um, over the, the course of this, this, call already. But I think for me, the biggest, the biggest blessing that I have found in all of this is how, how well we have been trained and educated on, on applying 
functional medicine, because I know that I have, you know, since, since getting into this world, I have made friends with a lot of, you know, other, you know, practitioners and, and a lot of other, uh, you know, healthcare practitioners just in, in all, all realms. Um, but I will say that the biggest takeaway that I took is you hear a lot of practitioners who, you know, maybe were once a doctor or were once uh, an NP or a PA or something like that, where they go functional medicine. And all of a sudden it's kind of that, that functional medicine sense where they're still doing a bunch of labs and they're still giving you a pill for your ill. They're still doing the supplement, yep. you know, the supplements that are replacing the pharmaceuticals. Right. And, and I think for, for me, the biggest thing is learning how to actually not only tell my clients the importance of food and stress and, you know, toxins and making sure that they're staying hydrated and that they're moving their body and all of, all of the things that our body actually needs to thrive that we just, it's, it's sometimes it's so foreign these days. You know, we sit in front of a laptop all day. We eat crap food all day. You know, we drink, you know, soda and coffee and alcohol at night and, and then wonder why we don't feel well and our body's doing the best that it can with, with the environment that it's been given. And, you know, even, I mean, one of my clients, she, she had gone to talk about, you know, even just a one-off, she had traveled to India and ended up picking up a bunch of parasites. And all of a sudden she comes back to the States two years ago and wonders why she doesn't feel well. The doctors don't know what to do with her. She's got IBS now. So diagnosed IBS, we do a simple GI map on her and go, Oh, you have parasites. Let's, you know, let's target let's, you know, and she's feeling a hundred percent better, you know, little things like that, that, you know, knowing how to use this, knowing how to use functional medicine, knowing how to find the root causes, knowing how to discover and puzzle piece and nerd out over what's going on in the body and how it actually applies to each and every individual person. It's that has been the greatest gift that, that this has, that this has been. Yeah, I agree because I think to that the way that functional medicine is approached for many is, well, now you're spending a thousand dollars on lab work. Now you're spending, you know, a thousand dollars on supplements every month. And so many people come out of that and still don't feel well because they haven't been prepped on the foundations and even like the nervous system regulation piece and how important that is like that the body wants to heal, but it's not going to heal in a sympathetic state. So you can do all the labs and take all the supplements and change your diet. But if you're still living in stress in that chronic fast paced, modern life, oh, you know, it's, it, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. And so, yes, you, I think that that's really important for people to understand because I get that it's like, well, just give me the labs, just give me the supplements, tell me what to do. I get that we want the quick fix, but I saw a quote, oh my goodness, it, on Instagram. I think it was Dr. Carrie Jones. I don't know if you follow her Rupa health person. She said something like, I wish healing was like Amazon prime. I, I just want <laughs> Amazon prime, my healing basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what we want. Like, let's just, because we get everything so instantly and that is the medication model, right? Well, let me just suppress the symptoms. Let me yeah. just suppress my symptoms. And then I don't have to deal with it. Meanwhile, under the surface, there's all sorts of havoc happening. And so I think that it, it is important to approach functional medicine. If you're seeing a functional medicine practitioner who is only doing labs and protocols 
and isn't really talking to you about making changes to your unique individualized lifestyle, yeah. that's just rebranded cures, fixes, you know, like that's not what we're, we're about. We're about getting yeah. to the root and seeing how we can peel back the layers of the onion, unravel what's been going on. And a lot of times, maybe that does mean you need to go see a trauma therapist. You need to yeah. work on the trauma or you need to stop exercising so hard and give your body a break, or you need to make peace with food or right. I mean, along, along those yeah. lines. And I think that, yeah, I, that's been, that's been my biggest takeaway too, is just that nervous system regulation piece. We all have to figure that out for ourselves. And as practitioners, we can help support clients in that going, okay, what do you need? What does your body need right now? Because somebody else with this disease, it's going to show up totally different, you know? It is. Yeah. And it, it's funny that you, that you were talking about working out less because I, I can't tell you how many times I recommend laying out a yoga mat and literally laying Shavasana mm -hmm. and doing nothing. I want you to lay down and do nothing for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting what comes up because I'm not even asking for them to, you know, sit and, you know, try to stay in a, in a, in a good posture and meditate. I just want you to lay there. And it's so fascinating how, especially people who we, we can bring up trauma again, especially how people with trauma, like their nervous system goes, what are you asking me to do? And the fidgeting mm -hmm. starts and that, you know, but then over time with that practice, like, I don't, you know, give me two minutes the first day, give me five minutes the next day, work up to 10. And it's so, it's so amazing how you start to notice that these people that regulate, these people that regulate um, their nervous system by just doing nothing in this world of craziness and this world of, of going, going, going all the time how we can heal ourselves and heal our body by just letting go. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. We can't, we can't support healing if we're not creating an environment for healing. And most of us don't have an environment for healing at all. Yeah. And I, I think that once people start to realize that, and it takes a little bit, but once people start to realize that that's helpful and it just, it depends on the individual. It depends on what the person's looking for. And yeah, I start a lot with people with just like a yoga Nidra or as you know, Huberman would say NSDR non-sleep deep rest, <laughs> um, because that's less intimidating when people hear yoga Nidra, they're like, you want me to do what? <laughs> like, no, no, no. You're just laying down. You're laying down and doing a body scan. Oh, yeah. okay. And, but for whatever reason, people would rather count calories, carbs, protein, fiber, fat, whatever, than lay down and do a body scan. It's, they're not safe in their own bodies. And it, that's why you got to where you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's fascinating because even over my, my journey, this last couple of years of dealing with, and kind of, you know, working through some of my own trauma, I've, I've been faced with the, you know, not only the health effects that, I've been now having to go, okay, practitioner, like, you know what to do, but mm -hmm. yet my body is going, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I'm, 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 I'm all of that. Right. And so mm -hmm. I've been working through finding that safety in my own body uh, because there's so many of us don't feel safe enough to just stop, to let go, to let go of the grip of life, to kind of let things happen. Um, and yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how healthy you eat, how, how, whatever, how clean you are, how clean all your products are, all the things, if you are stressed, like you said, you're not, you're not going to be able yeah. to heal. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that that is a perfect thing to end on because I think that we've given enough like information to get people wondering more. So where can people follow you, contact you, work with you, all of that? Yeah. So I have, um, a full-blown, um, telehealth, uh, practice now. So, um, I've, well, I've now I say now I've had it for a couple of years now. Um, so yeah, uh, my website is feelgoodnourishment.com. Um, so you can find all of my information, um, how I work with clients. You can find out more about my story and all of my prices. I'm very, um, transparent with that. And, um, yeah, so, um, or Instagram I'm, I'm on Instagram a lot. So follow my yeah, story. And, and it's at feel good nourishment on Instagram as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Feel good nourishment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just so everybody hears this, your, your first career was an engineer, right? You're an engineer yeah. for a long time. And so yeah. she's like really smart <laughs> like to, to quote. Is it, I think yesterday was the mean girls day, October, whatever it was. But yeah. Um, yeah. Amber's really smart and, but you're an outside the box thinker. You're not just a straight line, like yeah. check the box. You want to circle the box and you want to look around and find what else is out there to be considered. And I appreciate that. And I think that, that, that makes, that made this conversation all the more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I'm kind of a rebel and I, it's funny. Cause as I'm, as I'm writing my book right now, I actually had that conversation with my boyfriend. I was like, I think I need to change the voice a little bit. I'm sounding too professional and I want to sound a little more rebellious <laughs> like <laughs> because yes, I'm smart, but I don't want to be in, like, I don't want to be stuffed in a box. I mean, you know, what, Anyway, yes. In our training, the training that we've been through, the wording of everything, it has created a way of expressing ideas around these complex topics that do sound elevated in academic yeah. language. And I think that that's important depending on who you're talking to, but most people it's like, just, just tell me yeah. what's, what's going on. So I appreciate your ability to do both. So, yeah. So thank you again for being on. I think this is a really fun episode and um, I can't wait for people to hear it. So thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you so much, Erin. It was so uh, awesome being on again. The tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.